guys, and welcome to the Defending Christianity podcast. You can probably guess what we'll be doing, Defending Christianity. While looking at different arguments that try to disprove Christianity, our goal is to look at the evidence that supports the claim of Christianity that our argument is targeting. Join me as we discuss from a skeptical perspective how Jesus is who he says he is, and how God includes you in his redemptive plan for humanity. I'm your host, Levi Dade, and this is the Defending Christianity podcast. Enjoy! Why is it important for us to to uh, know the reasons for our faith outside of just being able to answer their questions? Um, I think a lot of it could do with with um, college students not leaving the faith because I think that's a problem as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that Islam has any, or not just Islam, but just different religions in general? Do you think that they have anything to do with that? Well, I I, I certainly think that we live. Um, we live in a different world. Uh, I mean, again, if I went back 50 years, I, you know, you've grown up in somewhat of a different world than I did when I was your age. Um, you know, when I was, when I was growing up, if I wanted information, I had to go to the library. I had to go to encyclopedias. Um, growing up, I wanted knowledge, but I didn't have access to it unless I went uh, to school, went to the library. Uh, today, I think you've grown up in a world that's kind of the opposite. Um, you have, uh, at, you know, your fingers on the keyboard have access to all of the information. You can go anywhere in the world just on the, on the web. But now the question for you is, which of that material is reliable? Which of, the, all, of all that information that's at your fingertips how much of it can be relied upon? You have to be more discerning and more reflective. Well, look, we live in a, I mean, let's go back to the Pew Research. In 30 years, uh, there's going to be 9 billion people here and 3 billion Muslim, 3 billion Christian. I, I think if Christians want to communicate the importance of their faith, I think if Christians want to fulfill the Great Commission, um, you're inevitably going to be talking with people who are not not just secular, but people who are very religious. And Levi, I'd put it this way. I think that, I think there are two challenges to Christianity. One of them is science. Um, I think there really is the question of how does Christian, how does the Bible relate to science? What about the issue of evolution? Is science a particular, a a possible challenge to the truth of Christianity. Now, I work at Reasons to Believe, and that's, of course, what we do as an organization. We communicate that, look, we think there is uh, uh, science and Christianity are not enemies, they're allies. But I think there's another challenge. I think it's the world's religions. Because, you know, we, we live in a world with more than 7 billion people, and there are 11 non-Christian religions. So in a world of tolerance, in a postmodern world that we live in now where we get very upset when you, you know, you, you can be called, uh, you can be religiously prejudiced if you don't treat other people's religions 
fairly. I would say a big challenge uh, of our time is why Jesus? Why not Buddha? Why not Confucius? Why not Muhammad? Why do you have to insist on it being Jesus? So I think if you're a Christian and you want to communicate your faith, you're going to hear more and more of that. And I think basically having a good understanding of your faith and then then having some facility with apologetics, being able to being able to talk a little bit about science and talk a little bit about the religions. Livia, I think these are the two big issues, science and religion. I think that now that you mention it, I, I never really thought about it that way, but growing up, those were the two main concerns about Christianity that, I, I mean, I seldom heard arguments against Christianity, mainly because I, I lived in the Bible Belt region where everybody claims to be a Christian, but lives like not like or not. And I, I'm also guilty of that too. To answer some of those questions though, you know, about evolution and Christianity, if they agree or disagree about, about, you know, the canon of scripture, how we got our, the books of the Bible that we have, yeah. the manuscripts, are they reliable? How did one copy manuscripts to answer questions about, about God and his goodness throughout the old Testament and what's up with him getting the Israelites to kill other people, things like that. If people wanted answers to those questions, well, who are some people or some websites that you recommend them looking at? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, what's interesting, Levi, is uh, I just finished a book manuscript. Um, You you know, when I first started doing apologetics, it was the late 80s. Um, I worked at the Christian Research Institute then. I worked with Walter Martin. Uh, so we studied cults and different alternative religions. When I would give talks at the universities 30 years ago, students would ask me truth questions primarily. What I mean by that is they'd ask me, does God exist? Did Jesus rise from the dead? Um, I've noticed, though, in the last 10 years when I go to the universities, students start to ask me different kinds of questions. Uh, They still ask some truth questions, but they will often ask, is Christianity good? Has it, has it been good for black people? Has it been good for women? What about, uh, didn't Yahweh command genocide against the Canaanites in the old Testament? So it seems to me that to some degree in the last few decades, People have differing questions. They still have truth questions. They want to know if God exists. They still want to know if Jesus rose from the dead. Those questions will never go away. But it seems now there are a lot of people who wonder, uh, you know, is has Christianity been good for the world? And so I thought that that was significant enough that I wrote a book where the first half of the book deals with is Christianity reasonable? Is it true? Is it rational? Second part is has Christianity been good? How does it deal with slavery? How does it deal with hypocrisy? How does it deal with all the people killed in the name of God? So I think to some degree, we now have differing types of questions. Well, I would say, first of all, I think with, uh, with science issues, of course, I would, I would uh, heartily recommend they consider reasons.org. Um, I'm on the scholar team there. I'm kind of the oddball in that I'm the non-scientist on the scholar team. My background is in theology and philosophy. I'm actually uh, interviewing Dr. Rana on Wednesday. Excellent. Well, uh, he is um, he is a, a very fine Christian 
thinker who is a very good scientist in his his area. Um, I, I think that there are uh, I think there are good things. Uh, you mentioned uh, Richard Howe. I I think um, Southern Evangelical Seminary. I think they do a lot of really good work in apologetics, and uh, I like what they also on on the Southern Evangelical Seminary. Uh, staff, but Frank Turk is, a, in my opinion, somebody who's really good at answering those kinds of questions. There's more host, hostile questions toward Christianity. Yeah, I, Frank had, I think Frank was educated there at Southern Evangelical. I think he's connected with kind of the Norm Geisler tradition that came out of Southern Evangelical Seminary. Uh, I'm an adjunct instructor at Biola. They have an apologetic program. I, Levi, I think the good news is that there are some really good web, websites out there. There are some really good organizations that have some really good scholarship behind them. Um, and I think it's important um, for young people like you uh, to be able to do what you're doing because I think we live in a smaller and smaller world, and I think we're going to have to talk about ideas. I, I don't think we can assume, like we have in the past, that people will just kind of be born into a Christian family. Uh, I think the reason why young people walk away from their faith, I think a very important part of it, is they're not they don't think they're getting answers to the questions that are very meaningful. Now, it could be many other reasons, the breakdown of the family, the breakdown of the churches. I mean, there's probably any number of issues that relate to that question. Um, you know, maybe our churches need to have need some room for improvement. But I, I think uh, being an academic myself, um, I think there are lots of people who feel and think that they haven't had their answers, their questions answered sufficiently enough. That's why apologetics really is important today. I agree. And maybe not even their questions not answered, but also the fact that they might not know the arguments that are out there against. And when they hear it, they're maybe thinking, well, they were trying to hide it from me or they didn't tell me for whatever else reason. Um, and, and I think that apologetics is something that, should be um, thrown, put into the, uh, um, like, I guess, classes in churches. Yeah. Or maybe just, yeah. like, having, like, some seminars or, or speakers come for, like, a couple of days throughout the year to talk about it would be good for, for a lot of churches to be able to do that. I know there's a lot of books out there for parents to, to kind of raise their children in learning some apologetics type stuff. Um, so those are really good. I think every church, Levi, ought to have a class, and you can call it whatever you want. You want to call it the doubters class. You want to call it the Socratic questioners class. But I think every single church in our country, and hopefully even in the world, would have a class where you could walk in and ask any question you want and say, you know what? I'm having a real hard time with this. Um, I don't understand why... You know why? Why? Why did Christians in the past have slaves? Why? Why did that happen? Or um, I don't understand how Christianity relates to evolution. I think every church ought to have a place where people can go and say, "Look, um, I'm struggling." Now, of course, that means that those churches need to support apologetics. They need to support evangelism. They need to have maybe a 
a, a uh, staff member who is an apologist uh, or bring people in who can speak to these kinds of issues. Because I, I think you've made an important point. When I was educating my children, they're now all adults, but when my kids were younger, I tried to expose them to the challenges. Uh, I, you know, we would talk about the doctrine of creation, but I would say now, now when you go to the university, they're going to present this. They're going to give you this perspective. And we need to think through those kinds of issues. So, yeah, I, I think we need, uh, I think we need churches who, uh, you know, say we're not afraid to tr- tackle the issues and the questions that you have. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of parents who have children in college are, are like on the edge of a cliff right now. How did that affect your, your child's faith when you gave them that kind of information? Yeah. Well, I, I think that they appreciated it. Um, I, I think that, um, I think when they went to the university, they, you know, they were, they didn't have kind of the shock. Um, you know, they, they knew they, they knew going in that there are different philosophies of life, different worldviews, uh, that not everybody is going to agree with them. Um, rather than being ran away from them. Yeah, and I, I think that they they recognize that there's blowback. There's always these competing ideas. And, uh, you know, I did my best to try to tell them, well, here's how we will answer that, you know, that challenge that comes. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, also think, I also think that our churches, our churches have the gospel. Our churches have this incredibly powerful message that, that God that God loves people and has come into the world to die for them and to reconcile them and I think if our churches are warm and caring if our churches communicate that people really matter uh, you know sometimes people are turned off to Christianity because they feel like you know people are hypocrites and they don't really take these issues seriously so I think we need to we, we need to meet people in the mind and in the heart. And, uh, you know, I, I always thought that if I could expose my kids to the ideas, it would, uh, it, they wouldn't be shocked. They wouldn't have this earthquake. Mm-hmm. I mean, when all you've heard is the earth is six to 10,000 years old and you go to the university and they tell you, well, actually it's four and a half billion years old or, you know, humans, humans are the product of, you know, bipedal primates, or we have a we have an ape-like ancestor. If you've never heard any of that, um, it it can be pretty shocking. And um, you know, th- that's where I think probably our churches and our Christian colleges and universities need to help people to learn how to think through these ideas, uh, to teach parents. So that parents can help their kids work through these kinds of things, and and you don't. No, I'm sorry. You, you go ahead. Uh, you you know you don't have to know everything, but yeah. uh, you know that's why I do what I do. That's why I write books and give talks and give lectures, mm-hmm. because I wanna I wanna help Christians. I wanna challenge unbelievers, but I also wanna help my brothers and sisters in Christ. Awesome. Well, sir, I thank you for for the work that you've done to provide that for us. Um, I know I know that we're out of time, but I, just one more small question. You can answer sure. it in ten yeah. seconds if you want, or go but what why do you think churches 
or what is it about apologetics that churches kind of aren't so like they don't really care for it? Um, why do they exclude it so easily? And can you just kind of say why why that should change? Yeah, well, that's a that's an important question. Um, uh, I think that. Um, I think sometimes people in the church think that that too much head knowledge isn't a good thing. I, I think there is this dichotomy in our churches where we make this sharp distinction between the head and the heart. That, you know, you guys are just talking about ideas, but Christianity is commitment and prayer. So I, I think sometimes people are uncomfortable with, with apologetics because they see it, they interpret it as kind of a bunch of head knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to, as apologists, I think we need to communicate that, uh, no, our, our minds are not detached from our deep commitment to spirituality and to uh, following Christ. I, I, think, I think that's one of the challenges. I think another reason, Levi, is uh, because apologetics can be controversial. I mean, if you bring an old earther into your young earth church, there's a, an atomic bomb that's going to drop. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you you can deal with other issues. Some of these issues are very controversial. So I think sometimes pastors are trying to protect their flock, and they they might think, wow, this will get a little too controversial. But I think uh, I'll leave you with a quote from the great uh, Yale historian, Yaroslav Pelikan. He was at Yale for 40 years and taught you know, historic Christianity. He said, a church is always more than a school, but it can never be less than a school. And that's true. Our churches are, uh, you know, sometimes they're counseling centers, sometimes they're places of fellowship. Churches do a lot of things and a lot of important things, but every single church ought to also be a school. And I think too many of our churches are not schools. Not, and not just vacation Bible school. For <laughs> That's right. That's right. Need to, I'm okay with vacation Bible school, but you, you also need more. Don't, don't just leave it at that. For sure. Hey, right. uh, thank you so much for your time today. I'm sorry that I went over. I've never went over in an interview before, but I just loved our conversation and where it was going. Yeah. Right. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. I enjoyed our, our discussion very much. Thank you so much. It'll definitely help a lot of people and uh, probably help some people around here too. So, so thank you again. I appreciate it. All right, Levi. Good, good meeting you. Good talking with you. Great meeting you too. Okay. Bye-bye.